Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. He was a swing and a dance captain and carbuckety and a bunch of other stuff in the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats. So welcome, Tanner Ray Wilson, and thank you for joining me. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am. It's always fun to talk to a dance captain because you have, I think, a unique perspective of knowing way more about the show uh, than, than others do. Um, by by force of of having to learn so many different tracks, but before we get into that, I always love to hear your your history. Like, what is your cat's um, history before the show? So, had you seen it? Did you see it as a kid? Did you do it any time before? Like, what was your background? I had definitely seen. I was one of those '90s kids who had the VHS, who watched it, and was kind of like horrified and also mysteriously inspired at the same time. <laughs> but I had definitely seen the movie and. I got the show without having actually seen even the production that I was joining. So the first time I saw Cats was when I had booked it and they gave me a free ticket. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you, so you knew the 1998 movie as yes. like that right age saw it. You said horrified, oh, yeah. which is the right description for that show. But also I should clarify and say that I did love it. I wasn't like we sought out to see the movie multiple times because we were just so confused and we liked it. Yeah. And then you had never, so you've never seen a stand production until you booked the show and you go right. to watch the cast you're going to be joining. Yeah. It was pretty epic. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like as far as introductions to seeing cats, mine was top notch. Yeah. Top tier. <laughs> so, so walk me through that first viewing in probably 2016, 17. 2016. Yeah. This was in October. So I was one, I was the first non original cast member to join this production. And I booked it in September and I started immediately like the next day, which was a Tuesday. And I had a rehearsal with Kim Craven, who was the resident choreographer and kind of like was like the Hagrid of cats, like took care of everything and kept all the keys and stuff. But she rushed over with me to watch for the first time. And I remember not panicking yet because I did have one specific cat that I could follow the entire time. And do homework in real time. But when I thought about being a swing and this was probably later on, but when I thought about swinging, it was a more overwhelming experience. But the first time it was, I mean, obviously incredible. I, I just kind of was like geeking out and confused still by the show, but very, very, very happy to be there. So when you're doing that first viewing, you're going in and you're going in as Carbuckety. So you're Mm -hmm. going to go in for one cat. Did you really like embrace the show or were you just like following Carbuckety the whole way through trying to figure out what your life was about to be? Well, I think a little bit of both. I think there were moments that I didn't anticipate to be overwhelming. And I was happy that I was like moved at the theater by the show that I was joining because cats is cats and you either really love it and you lean in and you drink the Kool-Aid or you watch it from a distance and you see that it's not going anywhere and it, it just comes back. But I, I, I leaned in and I loved it and I followed the character and luckily he just kind of like jumps in and out of the spotlight every now and then. And then you get to watch the rest of the show. So it, it was pretty great. 
honestly. That's awesome. So yeah. So now you're you're coming in, you're learning Carbocity. Um, how much like what is it coming in later in the run? Like, do you do Felinity School? Do you like get the story told to you? Like, how much is is told to you at that point? It's like I would say if the original cast went to Felinity School, I had a homeschooled version of that. Okay. I definitely had like one-on-one teachings with Kim and she did a great job as like a scribe and a historian and passing along the knowledge that she learned when she was in salinity class. And, um, you know, later on down the road, Chrissy Cartwright would come and she would give her knowledge and she has like an endless amount of knowledge on it. So I learned eventually, I would say, but coming into it, it was more about staying in the right spot. Don't get hit by the boot watch out for these people, make sure that you're, make sure that you're like not going to die basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're not even given like a backstory. You're just like, Hey, here's where you need to be. And don't, don't mess it up. No, they give you, they definitely give you a backstory because believe it or not, there are things that are plot driven in cats and that you actually have to be cognizant and aware of. But like the ball, for instance, there would be a lot of direction in that lots of acting beats and moments that make it kind of more of a ballet than a musical theater piece, but we were very specific and they give each cat three words that they're supposed to embody. Do you remember Carbuckety's? In true Carbuckety fashion, I I forgot as he would. So I know one of them was like brave. So he was a brave, like teenage cat. I liked it. I, I, I felt like it was like an easy one to understand. He was just kind of like Meowth. If you've seen Pokemon, yeah, uh, just okay. like a little rambunctious okay. and mischievous and wants to be like Tugger, wants to be like Mungo Jerry, but doesn't quite ha- like have it yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done as deep of a dive into Carbuckety. So I, let's actually go into this now because I, I did want to ask you, like, tell me, like, tell me what is his, like, if you're writing the prequel to Carbuckety coming to the ball, like, what am I learning right. about him? You are learning that he is at a delicate time in his life as a jellical. He's, if you know, he's not yet a cat, not, but not a kitten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's somewhere in the, in the middle. So I would imagine that it's pretty angsty. I think that he shows out a lot because he's at that tender age of, you know, feelings and stuff. So I think that he probably has a pretty uneventful life. And when he gets to the Jellicle ball is when he starts to like show out and be that bad boy that he wants to be. But I don't, I don't I don't think that he has the confidence to do that on his own. Okay. So he's kind yeah. of wanting to be the future tugger. For sure. Type of thing. Yeah. Now when you look at a, an, an age kitten, teenage cat, like a Carbuckety, do you believe like, did you play that you even have a chance of being picked to be reborn or is no, like no, chance? no, it was kind of always my understanding that the kittens were just there to learn the ritual. Okay. So they're just, just see it and to like absorb that and be like, yeah, me someday, this is going to be me. But no, in, in my eyes, it was always meant for the adults to be like, Oh, do I have a chance? And more so the adults that have like, a pageant style number do i have a chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's got a ballad that you could sing to to be yeah exactly considered. okay <laughs> so you're you're carbuckety for a period of time and then you go to you become a swing right yes yeah, so i covered giuseppe basilio's medical leave when he was carbuckety so he was the original and i did that for just about five months and i was lucky enough to already know that i was going to be a swing so as i am carbuckety i'm learning these other cats and I'm learning Coracopat first, and that's an experience I'm learning. Then after that, five other cats along the way over the year and a half that I'm there. Uh, but swinging was like chapter two and like the fastest roller coaster ever because I had never done it before. So, okay. So that's that I find the whole concept of uh, being a swing fascinating. Like it's already yeah. a, a very grueling and difficult show to to, to be able to do and to be able to learn, I think you said five tracks. Yeah. How is it going back and forth between those personalities? Like to go from one, you know, cause it's, it is a loose plot. And so a lot of it is how you're acting and playing the character in that moment. How do you like mentally go from a Tuesday to this person to a Wednesday, to this person to a Thursday, to this person, you know, I'm going to raise that up a level and go even like 
from act one to act two. Really? There, okay. Oh, for sure. For sure. There were times and cast bless it. It is just a show that you cannot have enough swings. There's not enough coverage. It just, it's, it's a wild beast. And there was one show that we had someone swung out, which was a luxury that we had at cast where we would swing an onstage member out and put in a swing so that people can have experience also so that onstage players could rest. And I was in one track. I think I was on for Carbuckety and the person who was playing it at the time, Jacob Carr, he was swung out and I was, you know, everything's fine. Somebody gets hurt inevitably. And they're like, you know what? You're actually the only one that can now go on for Corcopat. So we're going to have to change you from Carbuckety to Corcopat. We're going to have to put Jacob into the show. I was like, oh, amazing. I don't, I don't know why I wasn't like bothered, but I was like, this is such a fun, like, test like let's do it and we did it in seven minutes so you got completely changed. completely changed i mean full makeup everything full makeup yeah we had the head of the makeup department was doing my right side of my face and i was trying my best to mimic her on the left side obviously she was a professional yeah. <laughs> i looked it we made it work it was fine it was exciting but it is it's funny because if you want to look at the characters carbuckety is this like we were just talking about i'm a crazy rambunctious teenager and Corcopat is like a wizened old psychic twin. And he starts that with that vibe at Act Two with Old Deuteronomy. So that was wild. It, it was wild, regardless of who I was on for and what was happening. So, how did you make that change? Like, did you like just take a deep breath and go and start to be a new person? Like, I mean, that's, that is a dramatic shift from a, like, I, I think uh, maybe I'll, I'll phrase this a little differently. I think a lot about, as a, um, I watch a lot of sports, I play a lot of sports. And mm-hmm. when you go and you start, and like you kind of prep for an event and a big game and you're playing a game. So like I play hockey, I play forward. And if all of a sudden in the middle of the game, someone's like, someone's hurt, go play defense. I had just prepped all game to play <laughs> forward. And now I have to right. completely change my mindset. Like I wouldn't be, totally. I wouldn't be at my top performance. Um, yeah. How, how is that? Like how, how is, it's obviously challenging. You, you make do, but yeah. How do you like, what is the, the method in the moment to try to get yourself from character A to character B? The method in the moment for me was always to just like, remember the homework that you had already done on this, this person or this cat, excuse me, this character that you're playing. So I was lucky enough to, it, you have to have a mindset. You're either kind of born with it or not. And that's why swinging is tricky. You either can fall into this almost like, obstacle course like mindset where you can easily see which lane you're in and cats kind of because it was so hard was easier to go into that lane but i definitely feel like for that instance in particular the adrenaline pushed me through whatever choices i was going to be making as an actor anyway so it probably wasn't until after we had gotten onto the stage and luckily it's moments of happiness and you're literally lying there and just kind of taking it in so I think there was a lot of like, oh, you were, but you were just this. And now it's like everyone kind of gets thrown for a loop because not only are you trying to recognize who I am as a human, but you also know that I was just a different cat. So yeah. it, it takes a second. I think you do take a deep breath. You have to remember that you should actively flip on your brain and think of it as an obstacle course for a second before you try to make any artistic life-changing choice. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well, you're poor twin yeah. too. I mean, you're, cause you're, in that, you're, you're partnered with somebody. Um, yeah. It's such a, it's such a symbiotic relationship. If you're not warmed up with your twin or if you have to all of a sudden just like kind of jump into that, it, it could be a little clunky sometimes for sure. It's also one of the few shows that you can get away with it because you're in makeup and costume where I get, there's so many other shows where it's like, I think of, it's just another person. It's like, it'd be pretty obvious. And I know it happens. Yeah. I know that they just kind of <laughs> make do and run with it, but it's a little less obvious in cats. It is a little bit less obvious. And even when you have to make an announcement in the middle, if something were to happen, then it's still a little more mysterious. People tend to forget. Yeah. Oh, but some people do know some people are oh, at the stage door clocking you. Like you were this one. I know you looked at me at this moment and you're like, wow. Okay. People love cats. People yeah. are really watching. I've talked to some of those fans. They know. They're, they're watching because they're going, like their goal <laughs> is to see certain people do certain tracks. 
Um, yes, exactly. Part of their their like way to go see it, which is a, sure. a different level of fandom than than I definitely have. Um, it's admirable, but it is certainly something that I've never been able. I haven't been able to muster that much energy as a fan for anything. Uh, yeah, I, my my passion, even in this show, which you know is is multiple episodes <laughs> of recording in, my passion is about a very different part of the show than the wanting to see a certain person do a certain part of it. It's I want right. to uh, I want to write uh, rewrite the ending of the show, <laughs> uh, which is, I think a different, different fandom. Uh, so it's fun though. I'm so into it. I, I do often like fanfic in my mind about ways that cats could have gone. Okay. Well, we're going to get into those soon. Um, <laughs> tell me about, so you, you did four other, who else did you swing for? So I said five. I probably, I think I did more. I, I covered Carbuckety, Coracopat, Tumble Brutus, because I'm a gymnast. I covered Alonzo. I covered Mungo Jerry and I covered Mr. Mistopheles. So you covered so like I, every team basically that, that you could do. And Pounceable. And seven. Okay. So seven. Wow. Yeah. Who was your favorite to do? Um, that's actually really tough. And I will say I did think about this, but it is hard to say because it went, I was there for a while and I, I did certain cats a lot. Like I did Coracopat a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I did love that one. It was super dancey. It was very partnery and the makeup was fun. And I did it. I was on stage for my twins Broadway debut one night and we were both doing the track for the first time. So that one had a little bit of like a steam to it as well as Carbuckety. Mr. Mistopheles was fun, but I very much knew my place in that line of coverage. And when I went on, it was an event and I was terrified and I did my best and Flying in from flying in from the ceiling is something that is just inevitably going to kind of keep you on your toes. So that one was obviously special, playing a Broadway principal on stage, maybe for the only time ever in my life. Who knows? But it, yeah, that one was fun. I think my favorite, though, I, I'm going to have to say it was Carbuckety because I yeah. knew it the best. I had made, I was allowed to make a little bit of choices at the beginning to make it a little personal and you don't always get to do that as a swing and Cass was forgiving in that way most of the time. And it was, yeah, I, I really had a good time with that. That's awesome. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, yeah. now you become a dance, the dance captain towards the end. Tell me about yeah. how that comes to life and then what all, like, I guess you covered seven cats, so you probably knew already, you already knew seven tracks, but what does that um, extra responsibility look like for you? That extra responsibility for me at the time was kind of going hand in hand with the amount of food I had on my plate as a swing. So the evolution into dance captain for me kind of, and I, I'm avoiding flattery because it wasn't a situation of flattery. I knew the most about a certain amount of cats, so it just made sense for me to become that we knew that the show was kind of closing soon we had already gotten our closing notice so i was there to just complete the task that needed to be done and i got to put a couple of people in the show which was really fun for me because that is like a treat that a dance captain gets to do and it was old deuteronomy which also i didn't know that track so getting to learn what he's up to the entire time is hilarious because (laughs) he dances a lot more than you think and Nathaniel Stampley was a champion and dealt with me learning on the fly and teaching him and putting him into the show so fast um, that, yeah, it was, it was just a different type of responsibility, but something I was well like prepared for in 
cat as yeah. a whole by Kim Craven. She was amazing. Do you have to be the one to break to old Deuteronomy that they have to sit there during intermission? You know what? I think I did actually break that to Nathan Stampley because he asked me in a rehearsal and I was like, yeah, so this, that's, but I, I think he had seen the show. Like I'm sure people are like assuming that it's just still a thing because it is. Yeah. I was not prepared for that when I saw the show the first time I thought oh, really? it was a, I thought it was a mistake. I thought, cause it was, <laughs> I saw a preview and I really thought it was a mistake or it was a problem. Yeah. And then, oh, that's fair. And I think it was it was Q is the one I saw. I think he moved. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, this is actually up there. And then um, the second time I saw the show, they were like, people were up there taking selfies and all kinds of stuff. And it's like part of yeah. the whole experience. Yeah, that was the goal. That was like apparently a tradition that they started in the 80s with like Santa Claus at Macy's style ropes on stage and like you could buy your prints at the front. So yeah. they wanted to recreate that. I I had no idea that that was a thing. I too was shocked when I first saw it. I thought Oldu was taking a breather and that the swarm was happening. I was like, okay, no one's saying no. I guess this is. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah I didn't know what it took to get, like, I didn't get invited up. Um, it's the like, <laughs> you know, Instagram, TikTok version of, of the eighties Polaroid sure. picture probably. Uh, but I was, yeah, I was just not prepared for that. But and so I can imagine this dance captain having to like be like, and by the way, you know that fifteen minutes that you really uh, enjoy after dancing for so long, you don't get them. You don't get it. You know that sip of water that you want before you sing your big solo. You don't. You can't. Yeah, sorry. exactly. <laughs> um, but Q, before we, I, Q would move sometimes to get water. Okay. He would like very slow. He would do a great job. He would like basically like dealt his way over to the corner and he would get water because he deserved it you know what i mean yeah it is a tough thing you go like right into your your song right like, That's big. yeah opera i mean hey crazy um okay <laughs> i want to you mentioned that you've rewritten the end of cat so let's i want to hear some of your your theories your stories like what other like craziness can you provide being an insight Okay, well, I can say because I, I can't pick McCavity to win at the end of this. He can't be the cat that I choose. So one ending that I have rewritten is that the cats have a moment of true clarity and they come together and they're like, wait, can we just convince this fool that he is the choice to go to the heavy side layer? That way, the one plot point in this show can be wrapped up. Like, just trick him into dying and he'll come back as a different cat. Like that sounds optimal to me. So you're that's my main theory. One theory is murder McCavity so to get him out Trick of McCavity into not being reborn, just to... just dying. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Basically. I, I mean, I can see that the, the one thing that this show misses, which is what bothers me, is there's no conflict resolution, and I think that McCavity could provide that exactly. if you really wanted to. So your point is that McCavity like kidnaps his potential brother. I think that's yeah. the, the thing. And then he kind right. of just goes away and it's like, all right, we'll just invite him again next year. Yeah, there's no justice. And I, I feel that justice must be served for McCavity. He does horrible things. He's a nuisance. He's breaking things. He's inspiring the youth in, a wrong, in the wrong way, in my opinion. So I believe that he should be basically hoodwinked into um, dying. <laughs> okay, so I like that's one. That's one good way. What else you got? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. There were so many like, I'm your grandma now moments with Jenny Annie Dots on stage for some of the children that would, wouldn't really go anywhere. But I do believe there's something between Pounceable and Jenny Annie Dots. There's a special love connection. That's... And it's, a, it's taboo because he is younger, but I think she's, I think she knows. Well, most of your Jennies were also young. Right. That was the issue is that Eloise Croft, who was like yeah. a hot performer and we love each other and and that just like, was it's funny because jenny yes typically is like the matronly type and cast a little bit older and eloise was my age and we would just create impossible storylines on stage and moments of absolute silence that people aren't privy to because we were facing up stage or something and they couldn't see but yeah there were there were a lot of moments that i feel like if you like pitched it quickly in a room full of writers that someone could pick up on it. But the only thing that I've been able to see through to the end is the, the coup of McCavity. Okay. So, but so you've got a potential love story with Jenny and Pounceable. That's not yeah. that's an unwritten. Who else? I mean, there. Who else? Who else is like kind of the, 
this one's really not talked about a lot, but you know, I, I think I, I think I see some of that. Um, Alonzo and Cass. Ooh, okay. I think that they're both really bisexual, and I think that, or maybe even Pan. I don't know what it is for them, but uh, Cassandra is a queen to me, and just absolutely one of the greatest, like most mysterious, most like. If you have a creative approach to Cass, I feel like you know the least about her, so just take it and run. But I think they could have something. They're adults, and I think she's like, like could cougar him a bit. She's supposed to be timeless. Like uh, the more I've learned about her, it's just like she's yeah. just kind of like very mysterious and yep. uh, a little strange and kind of yeah. Okay, so she. So when she comes out of the pipe in the beginning, this is a note that Chrissy gave about Cassandra or Cassandra. I just say Cass. She comes out and her hand is like out in front of her eyes and her foot is darting out into the back, and Chrissy says. You should feel as though you can see 10,000 years into the future and also 10,000 years into the past. And to me, that is just the wackiest, like most like epic note you can give about it. Like, what does that mean? But sure. I, the, every time I talk to somebody, I hear some like just wild thing like that, where it's like, (laughs) this is the direction. And it's like, Okay, I get it. It's really cool. It's really interesting. It's like we're talking about cats. Like we're talking about a cat, and it's like we've got this one that's, and we've got one murdering one, and we're talking about hypothetically trying to kill like hoodwink one, and we've got one where we've got a a taboo, potentially family based, uh, you know, <laughs> older and younger cat here that right. are that are they're getting together, and right. there's just there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, when you take the humanity out of an, a show and you give it to a group of young professionals like myself and the cast that I was a part of, the world is your oyster. There were Mungo Jerry Tugger moments that I could talk about. Keep, keep going. I want to, let's, let's fill in as many of these as we can. Like my goal is to try to solve the <laughs> cat's family tree and all the other nuances or even the, I, I call them the dotted lines. You know, they're not yes. the, the family lines, but there's some dotted lines in there. Oh, for sure. So for sure. which other ones am I missing? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know that you know about Tucker and Mistopheles. If you read any cat's fan fiction, everyone knows that's, about it. Like, that's, that's all that's one. out there. It's and all of the, it. the dressing room was decorated with fan art that depicted that as well, which was beautiful. Yeah, I've heard. So I've heard from both Jeremy and Tyler about the craziness. <laughs> I've like wanted them to. I I, I kind of want to see it, and at the same time, I'm like I also maybe not sure I want to see the fan art that's coming with that. Right. Um, right. But yeah, you that do. that one's you not. Do. That one's very well known. <laughs> that one's very well documented. It's got its own, you know, uh, Tugophiles or Tuxophiles, depending on how you want to say it. They got their own thing. Yeah. They do. They're shipped, as they like to say. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I know that there was something going on between uh, Skimble Shanks and Jenny and Edots. There was a lot of there was a lot of romantic dotted lines there, and lots of moments of tension because they were mom and dad. So they gave us a lot of good, like blue collar miming moments in the background where. If you're not watching it, you miss it. But it's a, it truly was the three-act play within the play of Cats was Jeremy Davis and Eloise Croft. And it was amazing. And it changed. It, it evolved. It grew. Okay. It was... <laughs> okay. So I, I, that one makes sense. That one's always just like, eh, they're kind of, they look the same color. Like, we can get, we can kind of get behind I guess that. so, yeah. They get away with it. Yeah. Um, he's also the traveling on the road, come back in, yeah. and, you know, make... I always had him as an uncle, though. Like, so I guess I could. He gives fit. uncle vibes. I guess I could fit still with Jenny. Yeah, he gives uncle vibes. He's definitely a trucker. Like, he's definitely gone on on the road. I this will. I just actually posted this, so this will come out uh, weeks later from us recording this. But they did a, an MTA get people to Broadway kind of ad today, and they showed the original one. And yeah, there's a uh, old Deuteronomy is laying on the ground, and I see this, <laughs> and I was like. You have an entire song Hello. with a cat about being on a train. Yeah. And you don't put that cat in the picture on a train. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what a miss. What a miss. I agree. You have someone with the name The Railway Cat in their title. They build a train in the song. 
and we're going to take a picture on a train and we yeah, want to have one cat and let's all let's take the one that just kills somebody at the end yeah i i, I don't get it what a miss what a miss i what a i'm going to i'm going to keep i'm going to be posting about that probably more than just is there like a letter that you can write to somebody about that from like the 80s or 70s whenever they, whenever they like <laughs> i think it's probably, <laughs> yeah. probably the 80s when they when they posted that picture maybe 90s um, Gosh, yeah, you should. That that seems like it should be fixed in post or something. What about uh, one like rumor? I think I I tried to tie together, and maybe you can tell me if I'm completely off. But I think there's a potential Grizz Jelly Busted for Love triangle. Gosh, oh, okay. I mean, definitely with you mean of, of like in the past, something in the past, yeah, pre pre this ball. In the sense that, that, in the sense that, I think they, Grizz and Joey were friends, and then you, sure. you can tell that Joey doesn't like her anymore. And my no, theory, no, no, my theory is is that Jelly and Busfer were together, which was a rumor. I think Grizz cheated on, or like Busfer cheated on uh, Jelly with Grizz, and so it was okay. it was like cheating with his friend or with the, like her best friend. Snap. Oh, yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, also, Grizabella enters right after Buster's thing is done or something like that in the show. So that is that a coincidence or is she hot on the trails of her ex-lover right. who is being kindly greeted by Jelly? Because, I mean, think about it. Yeah, it's true. Grizabella is now an outcast. So, like, they don't have to worry about her. Yeah. And Bustopher always gave me mafia vibes in the first place. Oh, I, I, I think Bustopher is the money behind McCavity's uh, crime ring. Yeah, and so, oh my God, wow! Actually, that just kind of blew my mind. That, I've never gone never that far that? with it. No, but that's yeah, wow, that's great. So this is things. This is all I think about with the show. Is <laughs> the, these types of things of the plot lines, not the dance numbers, or you going in halfway through the injuries, or you know, a rake so stage, refreshing. like all these things I'm learning about. I haven't thought a minute about any of those things until somebody in the cast tells me about it. I have thought I at that. length about which cat could potentially be hooking up with which cat and which one, like, how does this, how does this family fit together? Right. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I need to hear more of your theories now because I feel like that one makes, I had the inkling of that obviously in the beginning, but that was fully evolved. And I feel like maybe I could like connect more dots if I knew more theories. There's, we had a lot of our own choices that we made that, but I want those change. theories. Like, I want your those theories. Are, those are so, like, nondescript. And I, I don't even know if it was because it was just me. And those were the choices that I was making. And people were just going along it with it with me because I don't know. But, like, I uh, I think, well, Syllabub and Carbacity, that was something that was a thing. Any cat that you have to have sex with in the Jellicle Club. In the ball, yeah. In the ball, in the ball. yeah. That, you often then are, like, kind of paired with them. And that's and, Alonzo and Victoria, right? Like, because they do their coming of age dance. Uh, Plato, yeah, Plato. It's sometimes he, it's Alonzo in certain productions. I that. They love to pick and pluck, yeah. and pull people in. Carbacity doesn't exist half the time. What about um, Victoria uh, Grisabel being Victoria's mom? See, I believe somewhat in that. I also kind of believe more in the familial ties of bomb. Grizz and Demeter. I feel like there's something going on there that there may be sisters or that trio just seems iconic to me. They all wear red lipstick. They're mm -hmm. all like McCavity girls. You can tell that something like Grizz must have been just like the Regina George. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Something happened. I, I love you said that because there's been so many shows that have been tied to this and now you're bringing mean girls in. <laughs> um, into into the show as another version. Um, yeah, so I think that that one makes sense. It's definitely Bomb and Demeter being sisters is like, that's pretty known fact. And the other one that everyone keeps telling me is like, it's universal truth that Demeter was raped from a cavity. It's like, that's, that's the yeah. other like known fact that everyone just like accepts. It's, yeah, and, and therein lies many issues with cats and humanity and the commentary that could be made and I don't know. I mean, I, that's what we were told for sure that that was, that was her storyline. And it makes you, it makes you very sad for Demeter and it makes you like root for her, but there, that's like, there is no justice for it. And that's why you this want to kill McCavity at the end. <laughs> yeah. He needs to either be like trapped in a safe or something or like banished from, 
from the Jellicle tribe forever yeah. never to return. His song literally says that he's broken every human law. Yeah. Which is bad crazy. Dude. I did have he's fun trying to think like what what laws do you think like what what's your favorite law you think he broke? Uh Grand Theft Auto. Oh for sure. Okay. I was thinking more like really bizarre things like like tax evasion. I'm sure he wired a car. I yeah, tax evasion absolutely, but only of his owners. Like he he committed tax fraud for his owner. Yeah. Because he needed a human alias. So okay, Grand Theft Auto. That's interesting. So he hot wired a car, took it out for a yeah. ride. Maybe multiple times. I mean, I feel like I also feel like probably like he could go to jail for like uh being an imposter. Hmm. Like identity theft. Oh, that's interesting. Something real slick. Yeah. yeah. Because he leaves the the numbnuts, the uh, the children, the uh, Mungo Jerry and Ruffle Teaser to break the windows and mm-hmm. do the like stealing of pearls and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't he, think he's he meddled in any somebody, of that. Low so level. that's that's also that's part true. of it. That's a bad one. Yeah. yeah, that's really messed up. He loves to like. Um, well, he's really cocky. I don't. There's not many things that I really like about him. I think that he's probably one of the most human characters in Cap. Yeah. He has a lot that. of negatives. All of the other cats, for the most part, have a really positive words about them. They represent like parts of humanity that we relate to, obviously, because it, it speaks to people in certain ways. But I think all of his qualities are horrible. There aren't any redeeming aspects just, in the cavity. Yeah, just get them out. Okay, yeah. who, who else? Um, what <laughs> other, before we move to the next kind of rapid fire, what other... What other kind of pairings did we did we not cover? Well, let's see. I mean, Electra and Pounceable are obviously, to me, they always had a sweet friendship because Syllabub was too hot. She like wanted Carbuckety and Plato. She wanted the the older cats. But I think that Electra and Pounceable definitely had a sweet like tender kindergarten type love for each other, and they may have also been brother and sister. But mm-hmm. it's it's confusing in cats because. I don't know. I do believe that they openly accept incest in the cat universe. It seems there's, I'm just saying there's a lot of like symbols, my uncle and my dad and like things that just like the family it's a tree. Big is. incestuous tribe. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you just overlook that in the, the thing. <laughs> what about uh, monk? Like what's, what's going on with him? Monk to me, I feel my favorite theory I heard about him was that he, was I think it was Grizabella's son. Grizabella's son. Okay. Grizabella's son, which makes her a lot older, which in my mind she's really not that old. She's kind of like if she had people taking care of her would still be a glamour puss. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because it makes Monk younger in my mind and he's it like falls into that like car- caricature of the young leading man. But Monk, I don't know. I mean that one is confusing to me, I should say. It intrigues me because it kind of erases the familial ties to Bomb and Demeter mm-hmm. because that would make him related to Demeter, which would then, again, create like a really messed up incestuous storyline. But is that true? Is Demeter <laughs> Monkey Strap's aunt and are we all just fine with it? Who knows? It's possible. Okay, last last one, then we'll, I promise we'll move on. Um, I'm, I'm having a great time our, with this. Are Jelly and Gus... <laughs> actually doing anything together are they are they together are they just like is she really just a caretaker i really believe that she just loves him there's some thoughts behind like maybe he's her grandfather okay or like dad or something and she's just or like truly just caretaker like they love each other you never know they had a lot of beautiful thoughts about that i mean i know chris Garrett talked a lot about it mm-hmm. he's he was brilliant and you could tell when he was like thinking of a different word or one day I remember he, I was like moved, which is is not saying anything because he's amazing. But when you see the show every day, sometimes you expect a certain choice and Chris would always make the most beautiful and subtle choices. And I would always, I could tell that he was just like thinking about one day he told me he was thinking about Alzheimer's and how that's affecting Gus. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. That made sense to me. Yeah. Brilliant. So I think she's there as a caretaker and I think she's there as like his advocate, his like root to the younger members of the tribe. Cause she's okay. the one that encourages the kids to come up and 
give him a second chance and listen to his story, which turns out to be pretty racist, but he's an old, he's yeah. a great old guy, you know? <laughs> well, there's been a few cats canceled, uh, over, over time. Uh, unfortunately Gus is canceled, but he, I, I don't know that he's entirely canceled. He hasn't been fully canceled. There's been a couple that have like legitimately been stripped from the show over the years. Wait, who? I'll have to look it up. I think they just renamed them, honestly. Um, oh, like Griddlebone. Yeah. So the Growl Tiger. That that whole thing has been a little problematic. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do that one. Yeah, the peaks and follicles and some of that stuff. Yeah. Is, um, so yeah. So there's been a little bit. There also was the the rapping Tugger, which I don't know if it was canceled, but it was definitely a decision <laughs> that got that got removed pretty quick. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that that's inappropriate, but I do believe that it was a choice it that was, was made. <laughs> okay, we've covered pretty much every cap except for one, and I'm going to make you. Um, I, I want to know, and I asked, it was Christopher, but I want to ask is what about Peter? What's Peter's story? Peter, and as a dance captain, I feel like I actually know who Peter is because you have to put Peter into the opening number. And uh, Peter is him. Peter's just this like weird cat that shows up to do the opening number. And uh, Old Dude has one as well. And in certain versions of the show, Grizabella has one as well. Baby Grizz. <laughs> Baby Grizz. Yeah. It's bizarre. I, I don't know why they're meant to be in the opening number as people other than who they are or why they're in there at all. But yeah, um, Peter is, I would imagine that he's like, uh, a third tier member of the Jellicle tribe. He shows up for the hay and then he does like the Irish goodbye. He's the worst. Literally he's the worst during cat the naming of cats. Possible. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. I was not, I'm Peter, not, a fan. I, not a fan. Peter, Peter, I don't know much about other than that. He is an imposter. Well, my my one, and this is very much not correct, but my thought for <laughs> Peter could be is is that if Peter and Baby Grizz are dancing at the same time, maybe he's Saint Peter, and it's Baby Grizz's Grizabella being reborn, coming back, and it's just like oh. the ghost of Catsmas. Wow, that's meta. That's like deep cat meta. That's and that would be my my cats too. That's my number one okay. rating for cats too. I do love that. I mean, that definitely is a very like legit, like I'm going to say logical way to bridge the gap between cats one and cats two. Yeah. She has to come back and see all the like lives she ruined by being the choice. <laughs> exactly. Gus is just shaking his little fisted paw yeah. towards the air. Like I'm going to get you next. Yeah. Time. And what a better vessel than, uh, to do that than Peter, the worst cat ever to be the, exactly. the person to take us around. <clears throat> the Voldemort of cats, yeah. if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go into some rapid fire. Cause otherwise we're going to talk about other cats incestuous, like pairings yeah, for, we, the, for two more hours. We've exposed too much. Um, if you, you played a lot of the characters, so you've got, I mean, seven plus tracks and you, it's a dance captain. I'm sure you did more. If you could do any, like any cat, male, female, anyone, like just one time you want to go on, which uh, character would you want to play? Uh, Shanks, honestly, Skimble. I never got to do Shanks, and he has my favorite song in the show and he, he hits the step. He really does a lot of the dance moves and Jeremy Davis was fantastic. And I uh, would, I just, yeah, I feel like it would be so fun. So that was my next mm-hmm. question. His favorite song is, is Skimble? My favorite song in Act 2, well, let me split it up let me, so okay. that's a little bit more fair. I think my favorite song in Act 2 has to be Skimble Shanks. It's just the pep that you did not know that you needed in the middle of cast. Yeah. It's just really, like, we would even be on stage, like, actually just, like, losing our shit to it sometimes. Wakes you up. Okay. It does. Okay. The other thing I will say, so act one, my favorite song is, I think it might be Bustopher Jones. Bustopher. Yeah. Again, just like lighthearted, fun, yeah. goofy, He's got fun his big, characters. He's big pimp cane. And... Yeah. Everyone's on stage. It's fun. I like it. All right. I like that. What about favorite and least favorite cat? So my least favorite cat would have to be, oh, this is sad. This actually is sad. Okay. My least favorite cat, I think it's Pounceable just because he's just there to watch. You know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily do anything to further the plot. And he doesn't necessarily do much that you would know about as a viewer to like 
to stand out. And I performed it a lot of times and I had a great time performing it. But I think that's my least favorite cat just because he doesn't, he didn't, um, he doesn't have a lot of things to bring to the table. He's so young. Mm -hmm. He's a kitten. He just, he's told what to do. He's, he stands there and he's like told to behave the whole time. Yeah. He's just like, don't, don't cry in the, in the theater type. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. What about favorite? Favorite cat period. Yeah. Wow. Um, I really love, can I combine the twins as one yeah, cat? Yeah, I think so. They're, they're kind of I do. I think the twins are my favorite cats. They, they have the coolest storyline to me. I love their moves. I love like how they've furthered the, the plot along by dance with other cats by touch. And mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool. I love it. Such a, like a, a random choice to have that was very well developed in the cats universe. It's the one that if I, I didn't know enough about it. The times I've seen, it. I've seen it twice on stage, uh, like stage performances. And I feel like now that's the, like, those are the ones I'm going to be seeking out to be like, all right, where are the twins? What's going on? Like that's cause it's such exactly. a unique storyline that I would yes. have not picked up on probably until I became a super fan and saw it like way more times. I agree. It's and doing it too. You have like a really cool vantage points of the show because I guess they're always meant to be watching and seeing things. Mm -hmm. So they're always kind of just chilling, looking fierce, observing things. And then they jump in and do the most, epic dances and uh, yeah I, there there was really nothing i didn't like about that cat that's awesome those cats that's yeah. awesome okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, okay. So almost last rapid fire question. This episode will be coming out in December. So we'll be getting, nearing the holiday season and Christmas season. And I want to know which cat do you think would be overly into Christmas? Which cat? Okay. Overly into Christmas. Yeah. Like which one has already, cause you know, we're recording this in, in November. Like which cat finished, put down Halloween decorations, immediately put it up and started playing Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be jelly lorem jelly. Okay. I do think jelly is like, full pumpkin spice latte until Christmas is in season. And then I think she's like hosting the ugly Christmas sweater party. I think that she's making the like hot treats for the cats. Auntie jelly. That's what we called her. So I get very like, she lives alone Christmas time. It's very fun for her vibe. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I, I was thinking between bomb and Victoria. Cause I definitely find those. I think they're TikTok influencers. And I could see this being like, okay, there's a lot of like things I can do to like, like you said, pump, pumpkin spice latte and or, uh, yes. getting through, getting their, their Starbucks Christmas cup and stuff like that. Like I could see them embracing. I can see season. that. I can totally see that. I can totally see specifically the two of them being influencers. Yeah. And, and being successful at that within the cat and world. Um, <laughs> so the million dollar question, which is what I've argued at length. So I hope you know this yeah. is coming. I've argued that I don't think I do. this was the right choice. Now, I know one of your yeah. theories is let's kill McAvity and just be over with the show. But <laughs> if you're Old Deuteronomy, who are you picking um, and why? Okay. Here's what I'm doing. I'm picking nobody that sang and campaigned for themselves. I've got to give it to my girl, Cass. I think Cassandra has obviously been here for a very long time. She doesn't put on a show. She doesn't like require that you give her her attention. She just like kind of low key demands it. And I think that the misstep in 
granting Grizabella what should just be like common courtesy and friendship. Like we don't have to put her on that big of a pedestal. I think Cassandra has lived 9,000 years waiting for this moment. So ultimately she has to be my choice. I love, I love that. I don't think anybody's made a, <laughs> a, a cast argument yet. Yes. Uh, um, amazing. I'm shocked though. I really feel like to me it's a dead ringer, but. Well, Gus <laughs> but is the number one choice usually. Gus, Gus, Gus is the, the common argument. So here's my question. Will Gus die if he's not chosen? That's, and just be dead forever? Like That's the hard forever. part. If you ask, Gurr was the one who ruined uh, everyone's Gus argument by saying I didn't. he didn't think he had another life to live. So he thought right. if he died, he died. So that was why he didn't really want to go. I think that's, that's just very... Gurr trying to justify him not getting picked every night, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. But but I think that that's like... The, that is the question is generally... Like, it, it really boils... Like, the whole thing boils down to, and I think you covered it, of... Who's the most deserving? Like, and what's the criteria that is makes it most deserving? So if old Deuteronomy right. is saying, like, I don't care about the singing, that's not my criteria. It's just who I think is older and wise and deserves, then it's probably between Grizz, Gus, and Cass, and maybe like one or two other choices. Yeah, I don't really think Buster first stands a chance. And I think that he shows up as a distraction, knowing that he has too many ties on earth to lead this life yet. Mm-hmm. Namely in the, the cast mafia, the feline mafia. But I, he's going to get killed at some point. Like he's going to get, he'll, yeah. he'll make a wrong step and someone will come for him type of thing. Like soprano style. I think so. I, I think that's how Buster will meet his end. And then Jenny, I think Jenny's actually not ready. I think she wanted to do a big old tap dance number and like show the kitties how it was done. But I do believe Jenny wants to stay, namely for Skimble, because I don't believe that Skimble is right. Or you said it was there. Pounceable? Who's or maybe maybe Pounceable. So she's she's not ready to go because she's got she's got her she has, young buck keeping her yeah, keeping her busy. She has eggs in the basket, I will say. Yeah, that, <laughs> Jenny's a Jenny's another interesting one because there are some <laughs> some thought like you could make that argument too because she's supposed to be on the older side and um, but right. the argument's always that like she keeps everything in order. Yeah, so she definitely was like, she had, we can't, we would not function without Jenny. She, I like she's it. too important. I'm all for Cass. I think that's a great choice. I think that Thank you. makes a ton of sense. She's so witchy. I just feel like, it, yeah, it would make, I would, if they gave her maybe a little bit more in the show to let us in on the fact that she's been around for a long time, I think it would be really satisfying to see her fly away at the end. <laughs> if you... So if America voted yeah, or the audience votes, like let's say we give the audience a, a clicker at the end and we pause the show. <laughs> how do you think the, okay. how do you think everyone would vote? Um, well, I think we would have to give specific choices. I think that, I think that it's too broad to really know, but I think that the majority of the people would pick old Deuteronomy Mm-hmm. because he's like the big old cat and i think that they would just be like oh yeah him and, but gus i feel like gus to me is the the obvious if you're watching the show he's like the heart-wrenching choice he's yeah just, i think grizz actually help. has a chance if you do it that way because you'll just finish memory right right and you get that kind of power ballad and see right. somebody amazingly belted out like every time someone does it it's like it's unbelievable oh and mamie paris mamie was just incredible like, slayed us all every night she never missed she never like she never faltered she's a, a machine but also emotional and like oh she never yeah professional that's what i'm trying to say i'm a huge mamie paris fan i think that grizabella de- i think she deserved after touching the cats i think she deserved to stay with us right i was always like no let's hug on her let's like keep her let's send gus let's all celebrate that would be so satisfying but yeah, I don't know why. I, I really don't know why they chose Grizz. I uh, appreciate having somebody that has this much experience <laughs> in the show uh, agreeing with me and, and sticking with that this is the wrong uh, creative choice by Andrew Lubover. No, I'm actually not at liberty to say that it is the wrong creative yeah, choice. Yeah. But you, <laughs> no, I'm getting you should not. <laughs> you should not say that as someone who works in the industry and could potentially be in any one of his shows. I can say that as someone who's never exactly. going to be on stage in any Broadway show. 
So if he gets mad at me, it's totally fine. He's not going to let me write Cats 2 anyways. So I have no... No, no. I think all opinions are welcome. And Cats is such a, like a playground for opinion and creative extrapolation. So I, yeah, I, I agree. I have to assume when you write a show with this loose of a plot that your goal is to spark some of this conversation. So I think he has to appreciate it. I think it's what's kept the, the show relevant is because they've never really given us the apple to take a bite out of on why did they really make the show? Like, why did they really Lots and do lots it? of drugs. Could have been. I it's mean, the, right time was, for it. the time was right for that. And honestly, I feel like the show <laughs> goes to that level sometimes. You're like, how could you really think of this if you weren't in some altered state of mind? It, it does. Um, it is the the number one question is is do you recommend to like when friends come to see it to be intoxicated or on some other altered state of mind <laughs> or should they come in dead sober? Right. Um, I always say have a drink. If you're a drinking type of person, drink it, cats. You'll have a great time. I wish someone would have told me that the first time I saw it. I saw a matinee on a Saturday, and no one told me that, and I was sober <laughs> and not a at all aware of what i was walking into so it was yeah, that's like that's a wake-up call a sober cat is definitely a wake-up call yeah but a sober cat not knowing what cats is about at all is right. is I mean, a lot wow. yeah and you were like you, you were an adult when this happened you I, it never... was 2016 i had just moved to new york wow i, I had never <laughs> seen it um i only lived in the city for like a couple weeks at that point and I, I was given preview tickets and I was like, yeah, this show's been around forever. Like, why not? I like, like I like seeing theater. Like I like musicals. Like I, I like live events. It's to me, I, I, I go to a lot of sporting events, like I said, but to me, seeing Broadway shows, you're seeing, it's like watching professional athletes. So you're seeing the, the, totally. the best of the best do something that's incredibly hard and talented. To, like it's something that most, not most, like majority of people can't do at, at all. <laughs> Um, and so I appreciate that. Like, I, I really enjoyed that, but I was not prepared for what I saw. Like, I, I wish I would have had some warning. That's fair. I mean, everything you just said is fair. It's, and, and Cass is one of those shows. Sometimes it's really rewarding, uh, based off of how much effort you actually have to put into it to be in it and to like be healthy while you're in it. But every now and then someone comes to the show and would live the performances that they were getting and they would come to the stage door and talk about it and that's enough you know what i mean like we were definitely up there doing it mainly because we love it but also because other people love it and i think that is like the engine of cat yeah there's, especially when you're in it the people that are coming to see it kind of keep you going yeah there's a group they'll come in costume and oh yeah to go. we loved we encouraged it we we welcomed that because it was a safe space for people who loved cats Love and it. who needed to come. Yeah. Well, this has been eye-opening. I definitely, um, I, I now need to. I think we got to update the. There's a rumor mill uh, cats Wikipedia fan page, and I've I've promised and I've not actually done it yet. But I, I feel like <laughs> I need to update all the rumors that I have either created or have heard, and now I, I need so. to add uh, Jenny and Pounceful to that rumor list because I don't think that's on there. Yeah, that one's, I hope that one's a hot topic. That one's going to be confusing uh, across the board for everyone. Yeah, uh, I love it. Um, anytime we can add to these <laughs> dotted lines, it's great. And then you're going to get some, you're going to get one person to be like, there's no way. And it's like, well, we, no we talked to Pounceable. And, we'll, and you'll be like, there honestly is no way. You're right. Yeah. Because it's cat. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, how can we find you on social media and stay in touch? You can follow me on Instagram at Tanner Ray Wilson. It's my name. Easy to find. Follow at your own risk. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and humoring me through all this and enlightening me on all kinds of stuff and making a different jellical choice. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me. It is so fun to get to talk lightheartedly and uh, creatively about cast. That's someone who did it in the stories of it. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to bring a different perspective to the show than the hard-hitting news that comes out uh, about cats <laughs> all the time. I can't believe we didn't talk about the movie at all. So maybe we have to do a part two. Ooh, one I, yeah, I, we'll save that for another day. We can do a part two. <laughs>
Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.